HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the Dairy Farm Families of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com. My name is Hannah Forden. I'm the membership coordinator at Heritage Radio Network, but even before I joined the team, I loved listening to HRN during my subway commute. It made the time go quickly and left me feeling inspired for the day ahead. HRN listeners tune in from all over the world, but there are a few traits that we all have in common, no matter where we listen from. A curious palate, the fierceness to make a difference, and a hunger for lifelong learning about the culinary world. As you know, Heritage Radio Network is a listener-supported nonprofit. To deliver the most ambitious, entertaining, and of-the-moment stories in 2018, we need your help. We need to raise $150,000 by December 31st to accomplish these goals and to keep your favorite shows on the air. Together, we can make this HRN's most exciting, impactful, and delicious year yet. Become a member by donating today. Join us at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate, and you'll immediately start enjoying benefits such as VIP invitations to HRN events, where you will mix and mingle with your favorite hosts. Memberships also make a perfect holiday gift for all the foodies in your life. This year, why not give the gift of food radio? You'll hear your generosity in action for the year to come. Help keep our lights on and our mics hot by pledging your support today at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Cutting the Curds annual holiday special, Drunk Cheese Stories. This is your host, Greg Blaze, calling in from L.A., but in the studio, which is very odd. Usually I'm in the studio and other people aren't. Uh, we have two of my favorite cheese people, Cutting the Curd founder, Ann Saxelby, and Cutting the Curd regular and friend of the show, Nate McElroy. How are you guys doing today? Good. Very, very good. good. Good to be here. Nice. So for those of you who haven't heard one of our little holiday specials, the original idea was that we take a moment during the insanity of our busiest season to get a drink, 
catch up and talk about the year ahead. Are you guys drinking over there so I can live vicariously through you? <laughs> I'm the soul imbiber. I, I'm 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 uh, fighting off a little bit of a cold, but uh, I'm ready to you know I'm ready to get rowdy nonetheless. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, are you at least taking some uh, narcotic cold medicine? Something good? Yeah, During... yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so for our first segment this year, uh, we'll catch up. So we'll catch up. Both of you have had pretty significant changes happen this year. And can you tell us a little bit about the big thing that happened to you this year or for you this year at Saxony Cheesemongers? Sure. Um, well, in um, in August, we opened our, our second store, our second store in uh, 10 years, yeah. <laughs> or almost 12, at the Chelsea Market, which is pretty cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, so we, we opened up, they opened a new kind of downstairs area in the market called the Chelsea Local that's meant to be more of like a grocery just uh, concentrating all the all the grocery vendors. So we're down there with Dixon's, Farm Stand Meats, um, a hot sauce company called Heatonist, Ronnie Brook Dairy, and then also Buonitalia and Manhattan Fruit Market. Um, so yeah, pretty good company. And uh, and and the store is you know a whopping three hundred fifty square feet, which is three times the size of our Essex Market store. So it's really huge. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, and we're selling some beer and cider over there too, in addition to cheese. So it's all all good. Uh oh, did we lose Greg? I think we may have lost Greg, but <laughs> we'll get him, we'll get him back on the line. In the, in the meantime, continue. All right, we. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. I heard a little like alien blip. Did yeah. Did you hear that? They got him. Yeah, they, they got him. They got him. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh my Glad god. We're here to share it together. I know. Well, he'll he'll come back. I heard LA is a strange place, but I'm sure. Yeah, we can we can send the send the vibes back over there. Get him back. Um, but what's going on with you, Nate? Not much. No? Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a, uh, moved into a new apartment this year. That's, know. that's um, exciting. Yeah, that Always, was exciting. Yeah. yeah. Always stressful, like in New York. It was beautiful because it was just moving downstairs. Oh, that's awesome. So it was like the easiest move I'm ever going to have in my life. Well played. And then, uh, yeah, we got room for the dog in the backyard now and it's, it all worked out very well, but obviously the, I got married, um, Five weeks ago on Friday. Congratulations! So, I didn't realize you. it was that recent. Yeah, Holy it was moly! October twentieth. How is that treating you? <laughs> oh, it's great. It's awesome, I man. Lost uh, these fuckers for a second. <laughs> My phone is terrible. I'm sorry. Um, we figured the thought yeah, police really came and got so you on. in LA finally. Please. Yeah. Um, no, it's awesome. Um, you know, every day is a blessing. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, and you. You and your wife are both in cheese, so like, how's that for you guys right now? Because you're both like crazy. It's a it's a little different because she is um, kind of in the fray of uh, retail year, and everybody's like everything's going at like a million miles an hour. And I'm I work from home, and so I'm I'm at home reading spreadsheets and putting together data and walking the dog, and you know. um, so it really contrasting from my past and and what she's done over the holidays um so how does that feel does it make you feel weird it makes me feel guilty a little bit you know <laughs> um and it makes me feel like i have a lot of uh, manic energy building up that i used to be able to get out when working retail um so we'll see how it manifests itself through the rest of the year hopefully in a positive way greg you need a you need a monger in la i think nate nate would fly uh, yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> i need lots i have uh you know, I wanted to say before um, my phone kicked out of me that um, I also was opening a store, have been opening a store, and it's been just totally 
insane. Um, we're coming up on like a half a million dollars in 20 days, and I have four people. It's, just uh, cheese? It's, well, yeah, just this, just my area. Oh it's, my god! It's not, it's not even human. Uh, so it's crazy. It's craziness. I'm uh, when you guys talk about like I can't maintain these personal relationships. Oh my god! I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't live. You'd be normal. I've been working overnight, um, which is so totally surreal. Totally surreal. You know, not. You know, I mean, just like, you know. And contemplate some strange moments in like an empty parking garage and in a deserted part of Los Angeles at like 4.45 a.m., you know? It all all starts blurring together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's decidedly unhealthy. You know, I'm way out, like I said before, like on the margins of society in my life. Um, It suits me. suits me pretty well. So you're saying it's going well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mongers are scarce. Um, Wages and uh, cost of living, I mean, it's just brutal. Uh, I, I was able to do shows while I was out here, and uh, I interviewed Sue Conley, and uh, I talked to Albert uh, Strauss, from, um, and they were, uh, they were saying, like, during all of the, the, the sort of um, the devastation from all those fires, one of the biggest things that was their problem was the staff, because the staff can't live very close to where the businesses are, the, the rent recluded and the wages, you know, and it's uh, and housing scarce. And you run into that problem here. It's really different trying to hire people in Los Angeles than it is in New York where they can just bitch about the fact that they have to switch three subway lines out of their fucking Brooklyn apartment. Here I've got people who drive in for two hours to do a job that, you know, doesn't make them enough money to live in the city. It's craziness. But aren't no. they actors, so they can at least pretend to be happy? Yes. Oh, we just have. There's some great medical grade cannabis in California. Everybody's pretty level, you know. It's pretty, pretty. That's good. I mean, it's just a matter of time before that's going to be in the cheese, right? I mean. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like and, Greg, that could be your goal to introduce to Italy, Los Angeles, the first ever <laughs> weed cheese available for sale in the United States. Greg, if you need to uh, work with somebody uh, on a collaboration with that, I've known some people in Northern California that might be able to help us out. Well, who's to say that uh, for certain customers that already doesn't happen? You know, I, I sell a lot of different things here. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that when I was in Italy. Uh, the, these guys, these Swiss guys, brought down massive amounts of, uh, of pot plants and uh, were wrapping their cheeses in them in bra. And uh, I thought oh, that was wrapping. Fantastic. Interesting. Fantastic. I was, yeah, yeah. Wow. I was thinking of more of some sort of an infusion, but maybe it's easier than that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic oh. overthinking, you know? Yeah. Classic, classic. Just, just wrap the shit in pot. It'll be fine. Maybe bury it a little deprived oxygen deprived environment for a little while you know and uh just to add to the mystique you're, you're good to go <laughs> five hundred dollars a pound no problem the holiday but, the holiday special i wanted to ask you though andy because uh before i fucking get cut off was um um what was the difference so the difference between opening up this store and the last store the different uh, challenges i remember you opening up your first store because i was there with you and you were storing your equipment in the back of my little stall 
and uh, that Which was how we probably became forty friends. square feet. But so I don't know how I was storing any... anything in your <laughs> stall, but <laughs> what's that? I you said, your, your, your stall must have been 40 square feet, so I don't know how I was storing anything there, but, you know, good uh, for you. You had stuff back there. You had some <laughs> stuff back there, which was, uh, which was good. You, you, you would get deliveries, I remember, before you opened, and they were like, who's Ann Saxley? I was like, I'll just take that. I need something to do. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a good man, Greg. Um, well, I mean, when I opened the Essex Market Store, I was like 25 and like pretty stupid and had a lot more energy um, than I do now. So there's that. That's different. <laughs> now I'm an old yeah. jaded lady who, uh, you know, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um, I do get I, I do get tired more easily, man. That's like uh, that's the thing. But I, I'll blame my kids for that, too. Now I also have two kids, wow, which I didn't nice. have before. And the good thing is, is that this is recorded. So when, when they get older and listen to that, they, they'll know that that's what you think. Yeah, I'll be like, a, Max and Josie, you guys tire me out, guys. Let's just be be real. Um but no, it was, it was weird just because when I opened the first store, it was like all me. It literally, I felt like I was having a garage sale. You know, I just rolled up the gates and I was like, hey, got, hey like, who who's going to come? I wonder if anyone's going to wander by today and see my chalkboard. Right. Um, and so opening the second store was weird because I guess I was never going to be the one that was there all the time. That was the weirdest difference. Um, we hired um, a woman named Jill Tardiff, who's just the best. Um, and she is kind of a, a lifelong, you know, retail superwoman. She worked at the original Hallmark card shop on like 57th Street and Fifth Avenue. <laughs> nice. Yeah, she's amazing and she's a force of nature. So um, she, that's been, it's been fun. It's been fun to like collaborate with her and kind of let her take the reins um, and, and kind of make the shop, you know, what, uh, you know, what it is. Um, and, uh, but yeah, totally different, totally different experience, totally different market too. The Chelsea market versus the Essex market. I mean, um, it's uh, it's pretty real. <laughs> the differences. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like the Essex market. Our neighbors are the Methadone Clinic, uh, Kitty Corner from, yeah, and at Chelsea, Less our neighbors are Google. So you know, imagine. people at Chelsea have you know, it's just a different demographic. Let's say to keep it. Yeah, they're in, all hooked on prescription drugs at the Chelsea market. I mean, downtown, <laughs> you know, they were like mainlining heroin in the bathroom regularly. <laughs> I mean, when we went there, yeah. that was a good time. It was a, it was a really a really colorful place. Yeah. But, um, and uh, Nate, you uh, do you you? I heard you say to Anne right before, right as I came back in. Uh, you know, you don't have that outlet, that retail like outlet, which just allows you to go in and be like rude and vociferous and like verbally abusive to your best friends on the job, and you know, and push yourself and you know do all that kinds of stuff. Do you miss that? I know that when you got out, you were really ready to go away from that environment, but it has a certain sort of safety and uh, release. Would you agree? I, I would, and that's why I'm looking forward to flying out to Arcata next week and have a sales meeting with all of my coworkers so I can do all of those nasty things you just said I used to like doing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What yeah. do you mean? What are you going to tell them? That you're, you're quitting and coming to work for me here in Los Angeles and moving your wife here and she's also going to work with me here? <coughs> that's the answer I want. Mm, yeah, but, we'll know. talk about that off the air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I do. I do miss. I do miss some serious aspects about uh, the, the holiday crush, um, just the camaraderie and really like handling the products and making displays and making sure everything is just yeah. dialed in and really putting everything on show for the hordes that come in and just you know savage the place day in and day out. Um, 
some of the work you get to do with people on the counter in those situations, it teaches you so much about like life and just like gives you skills down the line that you won't even realize it, it gives you until all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, I'm doing this like a correct way because this is how I made everybody else do it. And this is somewhere like deep in my head that, you know, there's a process, uh, there's communication skills. There's definitely a lot of shit talking, you know, at the right times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's strange being a remote sales manager where I don't have anybody to go in and talk to every day other than the dog. So. Yeah, man. The dog is great, though. The dog's meetings good. with the dog are probably pretty short, I imagine, you know, as opposed to meetings at Arcata. A high efficiency. Um, I, I, too, I, too, I went back. All, in this job, I went all the way back to my very, very beginning roots as a cheesemonger and my sort of nocturnal nature. Uh, at Sav's, like, all those many years ago, I would go in after the store closed and work by myself late, late, late into the night and then walk home. And I was comfortable with it because I don't sleep that well. And so I've been doing that here. And it's, uh, I've handled so much cheese personally. We don't have a lot of people. We have a vast amount of fridges to fill. Dates, um, you know, strange Board of Health regulations, the Board of Health. And the Port Authority apparently are now looking at, like, cheese temperature as a food safety issue. I, I don't know where these people get their ideas or their research. But it's it's difficult. You know, I really it is. But... Just handling all that product, uh, again, must, it makes me feel good. And, and you'll probably be a little busier in the Chelsea market for the holiday season than um, at the Essex market, wouldn't you say? That is true. That is true. The Essex market is um, <laughs> suffering from a very long self-esteem crisis um, that will oh, hopefully man. be alleviated <laughs> when we move across the street next year into the new market next September. But um yeah, no, Chelsea's been Chelsea's definitely been busy. Um and it's been it's been fun. It's awesome. Yeah. Um before we take a, a before we take like a short break, I wanted to ask you what were your um, were your best moments this year. For me I I got to go back to Bra after a four year hiatus. I was not in good shape for the last one. It was hard to be away for four years, but I didn't see either of you there, which made me sad. Um, although I got to work a little bit and swing some cheese with uh, with Andy uh, in Italian, no less. Uh, after my morning ritual of like whatever marijuana the Swiss guys would give me and a cappuccino where I lived, then I would come in and sell sell cheese outdoors in Italy for a few hours and then go to all my meetings. It was uh, fantastic, probably. Pulled me out of like a goodly amount of malaise I had been in for about a year and a half. What was the best time for you, Annie? Oh man! Well, now you're making me mad because I wanted to go to Bra. I had I had like grand plans this year. I was going to go to ACS. I was going to go to Bra. But then when the Chelsea thing happened, of course that that opened at the end of August, and I was like, well, that puts the kibosh on all that stuff. Um, but uh, I don't know. You know, I feel like. Uh, you know, some of my happiest moments, like strangely, are still just being behind the counter at Essex because I like see all my yeah. buddies from the old days. And um, I feel like when you first open a business, you make all these really like real personal connections with people. Um, and it's been almost 12 years now. It'll be 12 years in May. And I feel like when I see those people, it's like they're my family and I haven't seen them in a while, you know. So um, yeah. I've had the chance to be back at Essex um, training some new people lately and just kind of um, filling in shifts here and there. And um, it, I don't know. It still really makes me happy. So I guess that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. 
Yeah. No, that's so that's so me. I I made a couple of friends out here, uh, people in the company I didn't know before I, I started to work out here, and they are they literally saved my life. I talk to them every day, and uh, I'll totally miss them when I leave, a one hundred percent, because it gets compressed and you forge those good bonds. You push through like the usual retail of your know, sentiment of. Yeah, these people are great. I have absolutely nothing to even relate to them about when I walk out of here. And you, you spend so much time with these people, and that just goes away after a while. You, you hear how they really think and who they really are, or the good ones anyway. And the ones you don't like, you just marginalize and ignore. But <laughs> for the most part, it's good. Spoken, for you, spoken like a true leader, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Uh, no, I said spoken like a true leader. I was gonna say you're like you're like cheese special ops. I would never want to be on your bad side, Greg. <laughs> would never want to be. <laughs> you're like you back in the cooler. <laughs> you gotta you gotta fifo this entire cooler now. Yeah, things like that often happen. <laughs> what about you, Nate? What was your best uh, moment? Uh, well, getting married was... Uh, I will not be able to go home if I didn't say that was my best moment. Um, but it truly was. Um, that was awesome. Uh, I was there. That was beautiful and awesome. It's true. And Greg was there. Prepared me to come here Greg and, and ruin myself. I didn't, you know. But, <laughs> we, but primed you we primed you up. We primed you up and shipped you down there. Outside of that. Outside, yes, yes. But I, I feel like if I, if I didn't say that, I would be in big trouble. Um, outside of that, I feel, you know, the... the the current role I'm in has such a, a large scope and um, it's kind of in a way like the wild east out here working for a California producer. So trying to wrap my head around sure. like where we fit in cheese and how we can be successful as a goat cheese company in the northeast and the southeast of the United States um, has been challenging and frustrating, but in, in, all in all, pretty rewarding um, professionally. So. That's incredible. That's awesome. And you get some freedom. You get like a, you get a lot of freedom to do that, to do your work. I remember the brand. I remember Cypress Grove from back in my earliest jobs. Uh, there's a picture of me that my mom has in her house holding a Humboldt Fog when I was uh, was on the cover of a Dean and DeLuca catalog many, many, many years ago. Can uh, we... Really Make that into like a holiday one. card of some sort. Shirt, I think. Yeah. What's that? I want a I want a holiday card with that image on it, Greg. <laughs> it was really, really like a a pretty odd phase of life. But I remember the cheese and those cheeses, and they sort of um, they became ubiquitous, and then they uh, disappeared from my scope a little bit. I did some work where they they weren't around where I was. But in the very beginning, uh, the Humboldt Fog was always a staple of everything, every counter I ever had. And uh, uh, it's nice to have a friend, a close friend who works there, because uh, we have good stuff from you, and it makes sense that we have it out here in California. Very interesting. Um, well, we could take a, a short break, but I don't know why we would today. But do we have sponsors that will be mad if we don't? Who's going to answer that question? Yeah, yeah, we need to take a All short right. break. <laughs> I want to, we're taking a break. And when we come back, uh, we will uh, talk a little bit more about some things we're looking forward to in 2018. So stay with us. 
Today's program is brought to you by the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Wisconsin produces the world's best cheese, period. Why? Lush grasslands, glacial water supply, fourth-generation cheesemakers, combining old-world tradition with the new ideas and highest standards. The very best milk. What do you think of when you think of Wisconsin cheese? For me, I think cheese curds, delicious fresh cheese curds, or deep fried cheese curds. Cheese curds literally any way, any time, any place. I think about Andy Hatch and Uplands Cheese Company, the operation behind the Pleasant Ridge Reserve cheese that's literally America's most awarded cheese. I think of the deliciously stinky Limburger and its long-storied history. I think about Raleigh's Dumbarton Blue, a perfect blend of English-style cheddar and notes of blue. I think of Emmy Roth's Grand Cru Chirchois, which was named 2016's World Champion at the World Championship Cheese Contest. Wisconsin is like the world champion of cheese, and once you start reading the list of cheeses made in Wisconsin on their website, you can see why. The Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board is a nonprofit organization funded entirely by Wisconsin's dairy farm families. Read more at eatwisconsincheese.com, and as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, eat Wisconsin cheese. It's a no-brainer. that commercial and that commercial uh, with Jack is my favorite one. I miss uh, Jack. I love everyone, but I, whenever I hear his voice, I'm always reminded of uh, how kooky he was. And, the guys uh, in the booth are laughing at you. Now, man, right? We love, I mean, we love you too, That was a Rick. long time ago, was it not? Yeah. yeah. How I many years ago was uh, Jack's been gone for like a year at least, right? Probably more. Yeah, a year or two. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, those were, those were good times. Those were good times. While we were on break, Nate and I were saying that maybe next year we should do, you know how families will send out those ridiculous holiday letters that say like, you know, (laughs) Joey got into Harvard and we got a dog and you know. I yes, think we I Yeah, I think we should do that, you know, but just like it should be funny. Like I I was telling Nate we got one from um this family who I won't name just in case they would ever listen to Heritage Radio Network for some reason. But one year we just got the best one ever where it was like, you know, Little Johnny found out that, um, you know, he had some rare blood disorder and then so-and-so lost 50 pounds in two weeks and nobody could figure out why. And, you know, grandma, so-and-so, it was just like, you know, thing after thing after thing. And it was like a disaster. Yeah. But the fact that they, and we're like, why are you sending this out to the world? It was so weird. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Is that going to be sponsored by by us on this on this show, or is that going to be? Uh, I think Anne has Hallmark connections now, so oh. maybe we should tap into those Hallmark connections. Yeah, definitely. We'll, right. ask, we'll ask Jill about the Hallmark connections. 
<laughs> those those tender holiday moments. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my goal for 2018 is to not open up another store that requires me to live like outside of my realm for three months probably and work only in the dark. That's my that's my real hope. That seems happen. achievable. You yeah, know, that like, seems yeah. eminently achievable. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah, you, you really set yourself up on that one. Come on. <laughs> what about you, Nate? What do you want? What do you want out of the upcoming year? Oh man. Um I want all of my flights to take off and land. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds reasonable. Yeah. Also reasonable goals, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we reach. You know, I. I don't know. I could talk about like uh, you know uh, sales goals and all that stuff, but really, I just want to be able to continue like living a, a an awesome, healthy life with my little family and uh, be able to keep working in the industry I love and and you know. Um, getting to hang out with people and talk shop and, you know, just taking every experience you know, as, as a learning experience. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. I'll quote Matt Rubiner from a, a previous holiday show and say, uh, yeah. continued solvency is a big goal of mine for 2018. Um, <laughs> after <laughs> opening up a new store. Yeah. It's just like, there's a lot going on and, uh, yeah. <laughs> So just keep, uh, yeah, keep everything going. Keep all the boats afloat. Um, yeah. And uh, that's about the same for me. Yeah. I'd like to reach a level of personal solvency I haven't seen in years. Um, I'd really like to go the entire next year with uh, without getting pulled in any sort of medical crisis. That's my that's my main goal. I'm then able to stretch my legs here and really push hard. Uh, which has been good for my mind, so I want to be able to do that again. And I'm going to now go and lie down before I have to go into work. But it was uh, great to talk to you guys. I used to talk to both of you as you know, real, real people that weren't where we weren't getting like we weren't recording the conversation. Hopefully, I'll be able to do that again soon. And uh, until then, I hope you're both well. I hope everyone enjoyed our little earlier holiday show. Stay tuned next week for more. Cutting the curve. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Be well. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.